You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority of their families. Thank you so much for listening in. It's always good to be with you. My name is Todd Lesher. I'm your host. And today we're talking about child dedication and baptism at Forest Hill Church with two of my faves. We've got Gentry Eddings and Jenny Schmidt with us here today. Thank you all for being on the podcast. Yeah, glad to be here. Well, why don't you take a moment to introduce yourselves? Gentry, why don't you start? Yeah. Hey, my name's uh, Gentry Eddings. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Forest Hill. Uh, I'm at our Ballantyne campus and uh, just uh, been with Forest Hill since about 2007. I actually started just attending Forest Hill. Right after you were born. That's true. You were on staff. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Immediately came and just jumped right in. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, but your your parents going to Forest Hill before you? We came as a family. Okay. Nice, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. So. Yeah, the whole Eddings. Yeah, we're clan the whole crews here. Is pretty much at Forest Hill. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. sister actually works here at the South Park That's campus. That's right. So. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Jenny. That's good. Hey, I'm Jenny Schmidt, and I'm the family ministry director down in Waxhaw. Um, I've been on staff for about 20 years. I'm yes. a little bit of a nomad. <laughs> um, started at South Park uh, with the crew which was really awesome. Uh, then moved to Ballantyne. Gentry and I worked together for a few years yep. together. Good years. And they were great years. Uh, then I have been at Waxhaw for the last five since we opened down south. A uh, little shout out to my homies. Yeehaw. <laughs> Waxhaw. We're, we're redneck down there. I'm proud of it. Yeah. We're yes. a little bit country. Well, you are one of the best builders, and you've started a lot of good ministry well, around here. Mm-hmm. And it's great to be on the podcast with the three of us. It's like, <laughs> shoot, that <laughs> sentence is going to go right. You with, saved it. You saved it well. The Holy Spirit. With the with two us. of you. Thank you. Oh. Um, but we've all kind of done ministry together in a variety of ways. So happy to have you on this podcast talking about the life of faith in our family ministry. Uh, and we're talking about child dedication and baptism. And so I thought we'd start with baptism first and just to let our listeners hear a little bit about your faith and personal baptism. How about we start there? Why don't you share a little bit of your personal story? Yes. Yeah, so um, I grew up in Spartanburg, South Carolina as a Yankee Catholic. And that is a really weird thing to be in a small town uh, in a the long south. time ago in the south <laughs> yeah. uh, and did Catholic school did all of these you know we were a very uh, dedicated Catholic family um, in high school uh, I went to Young Life and through that ministry I met Christ and at 15 I made a decision to follow Jesus mm-hmm. which the best decision I ever made uh, when uh, that happened I went through some discipleship with my young life leader and still attended the Catholic Church. And when I moved to Charlotte in my late 20s, I finally felt like I actually could attend a different church. And I attended a Presbyterian church. And when I joined, they told me I could not be baptized because I was baptized as an infant. Mm. And I always felt a little gypped, like, Mm. well, that was great. And I'm really grateful that my parents felt that that was important. Uh, But uh, I really wanted to be baptized, but they told me I couldn't. So yeah. I accepted that. A few le- few years later, I joined Forest Hill and was told the same thing because both at the time was Presbyterian. Right. Fast forward a few years later, we um, we left the Presbyterian church 
and the Forest Hill did, not me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, uh, at that time, I could have been baptized. But then I thought, okay, it's just weird because I was on staff. <laughs> and why is the staff member being baptized? Yeah. Shouldn't she already know who mm-hmm. Jesus is? Mm-hmm. So if you go back into the archives of Forest Hill, we had this life group curriculum called the Discovery Curriculum, if okay. y'all remember that. Yeah. And it took you through the foundations of your faith. And one of the things we went through was baptism. And when we studied that as a group, I think it was actually up in this room. I was mm-hmm. sitting in here going, yeah. wait a minute, I think I'm being disobedient to mm. what God wants me to do. Jesus is telling me I need to be baptized. So in January of 2007, I got baptized. Awesome. And I didn't care what anybody thought yeah. of the room. Like, why is the the crew leader getting baptized Mm -hmm. it was it was really a cool thing yeah just to have that opportunity yeah and i would love us to get into those details of how we distinguish between you know why we don't do child baptism here Mm -hmm. why we do child dedication and we do kind of believers baptism but we'll get there in just a little bit a little bit Mm -hmm. gentry what's your personal story yeah so i grew up uh going to church so for me it was wheaton illinois uh, if you know anything about that area, it is just a very family-oriented, kind of almost an evangelical suburb yeah. of Chicago. Uh, so the gospel was something I believed kind of with a childlike faith from the very beginning. I m- remember praying to Jesus and just believing in him, almost inherited that from my, my parents, but just embraced it. And so I was baptized at uh, Wheaton Bible Church, uh, probably around third or fourth grade. Um, and, you know, I think for me, looking back, because growing up, I, I look back and I know that there were moments for me, like in, in my freshman year of college, where it was like, you know, it, it hit me, my faith, more real. Yeah. And I look back, do I need to be baptized mm-hmm. again and, and, and whatnot? And I, I think that God honors even the most childlike faith that I had at those young years mm-hmm. um, that I know was an authentic faith, even if it was an immature faith. Yeah. Um, and so, thankfully, he's helped me grow since yeah. then, but that was that's when it got started. Mm-hmm. That's really great. I have a similar experience. I grew up in Maryland, and I think five or six years old, I think it was Sunday night church, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if that's still a thing. I, I don't know. <laughs> but they would do the a, a hymn called Just As I Am, mm-hmm. and they played that song out. They were just like trying to clean out the pews to mm-hmm. see if they could get come on another, down. another person to come down. And I don't know what prompted it, but I remember walking down the aisle, talking to a deacon um, to receive Christ. So that was kind of the personal decision. And then my church was amazing. It had an elevated baptismal that was up mm. above the platform. Yeah. So oh, it yeah. was probably 15 feet uh-huh. up in the air. Yeah, that's how it was at ours. And you'd walk out into yeah. this pool and you'd be baptized in the church. So those are two distinct memories mm-hmm. that I have. But it's the walking down the aisle mm-hmm. uh, conversion moment was kind of my thing. But I definitely wrestled through, okay, I, I made this decision as a kid. Do I need to do this as an adult? But in my, my story... I, I sensed that that was personal in that moment. I was conscious of it, aware of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little bit different to what you were saying, Jenny, as mm-hmm. a baby, not conscious right. to it. Was, what's the difference between getting baptized as a child and taking a bath right after right. Yeah. <laughs> as a one-year-old? So I, I, mm-hmm. those sort of details there, but that's kind of my personal story. So mm-hmm. let's get into the details of baptism, yeah. what it is and why we practice it. Gentry, why don't you help us understand that a little bit more? Yeah, yeah. You know, I love kind of talking about what baptism is because it's for some people it's it's just so mysterious. But but God really wants us to understand the beauty of it. 
uh, it's a celebration of someone's decision to follow Christ. Yeah. When they place their faith in him, he calls us to be baptized. You know, one of the last things Jesus said before he ascended back into heaven to his disciples was, go into all the world and make disciples yeah. of all the nations and baptize them right. in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that what baptism is, is this gift that, that God gave us, that Jesus commissioned for us to practice as a church to celebrate those decisions to follow him and to trust in him. Yeah. Um, I love how it is a picture of what happens when we trust in Him. Right. When we have, when we place our faith in Christ, we're given what the Bible calls a new heart, a new spirit within us. We know that the Holy Spirit fills those who trust in Christ, and so the picture in baptism is that when you go under the water, you are dying to your old life, which is kind of the brokenness of your past, the old sins that you used to live in and kind of the old mess and you're coming out of the water representing kind of a, a resurrection to that new heart, right. that new life, that desire to, to be a new person in Christ. Yep. So just as he died and on the cross and rose again, and so baptism kind of represents all of that, the new life in us, new life in Christ, death, and then life again. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I love. We don't stay dead, yeah. right? We are dead in our sins, just mm-hmm. as Christ did not stay dead. We would our hope would be hopeless, mm-hmm. right? If Jesus just stayed in the tomb, right? Yeah, so that that uh, representation of we are dying with Him, being buried with Him, and then coming back to this new life, <clears throat> spirit-filled, right. resurrected right. life. I think an important part of the conversation around baptism, uh, because there are so many views of baptism and traditions of baptism, which we all alluded to in our own stories. But help us understand a little bit more from both your perspectives, uh, maybe from some of your conversations with adults when you explain baptism and then your work with kids and students around what baptism is not so that we can understand it more fully or completely. Yeah, I I actually remember having a conversation with someone uh, a while back that was saying, do I need to be baptized to be saved? Is it? And I... you know, the answer to that is, no, what saves you is the completed work of Christ on the cross and through his resurrection that you trust in, that you hope in, yep. by faith. That's what saves you. The baptism is a celebration of when you place your faith in him. Yep. Um, it's an important step, so it doesn't minimize that it's important, but it's not a saving step. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's one thing it isn't. Yep. It isn't something that saves you. It's a celebration of what does save you, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the first things I'll ask a parent um, when they say their child wants to be baptized. I say, have they made a profession of faith? Yep. Because that should precede baptism no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's like, okay, baptism is not a salvation issue mm-hmm. if they have been uh if they have decided to follow Jesus, then they're good. Yeah. And baptism is that celebration like mm-hmm. you talk about. It doesn't save you. It doesn't get you into heaven. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't bring you closer to God per mm-hmm. se. Right. It's an obedience move. Yeah. And it's saying to the world, this is something has changed on the inside. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. depending on the background of the parents, particularly yeah. where if it was you got baptized as an infant because it, they, that particular faith, was salvation mine that's what the catholic church was that was a salvation move yeah um that's a difference in faith so it's good conversations to have with parents depending on what upbringing they had Mm -hmm. uh 
Yeah, yeah. So there's kind of two other things, kind of like you're saying. Sometimes people say I was baptized in the Catholic Church, and mm-hmm. does, does that, do I need to be baptized again? That's always an important conversation. Yeah. And for many people, your, your story kind of illustrated this. Sometimes that decision is, yes, mm-hmm. you know, I, I did not understand what I was doing. I did not believe in Christ in that moment mm-hmm. for different reasons. You might say, you, you know, it makes sense for you to be baptized mm-hmm. at this point because right. now you have, a, you know, you are aware mm-hmm. that you have a faith in Christ right. and you can celebrate that. Yeah. But it's also good, the other thing that I sometimes run into, it's not something that you do perpetually. Yeah. There's some yeah. things we do perpetually, like communion. Mm-hmm. We celebrate that often as a reminder of the grace of God. But baptism, uh, biblically uh, and throughout church history, has been a one-time experience mm-hmm. once you do right. have faith in Christ. So right. it's, it's, there's a difference between people who just didn't know what they were doing being right. baptized again. But once you know you have faith in Christ, mm-hmm. you don't need to keep doing it to be cleansed of sin. You know, that, that's not what it's for. It's a, it's a one-time declaration and celebration right. at the beginning of your faith and following of yeah. Christ. Yeah, it's witness, yeah. right? You're, like you said, celebration of new life in Christ, but it's also proclamation mm-hmm. of my new life in Christ. And yeah. that's, that's a one-time yeah. moment. It's repentance mm-hmm. that is the ongoing discipline yeah. of mm-hmm. confession, turning back to God. Mm-hmm. We go wayward all the time. Right. You know? The Spirit is continuing to conform us or transform us into Christ-likeness, mm-hmm. right. um, mindset, behavior, attitude, those sort of things. But baptism doesn't do that. Or we just getting baptized every Sunday. That's you right. Know? That's <laughs> Daily. Right. Every, like, I'm yeah. taking a shower. Yeah, just keep me in the water. <laughs> of my sin. That's you know, right. that sort of thing. But. And I do think, like, we see this a lot in family ministry where if somebody is baptized, you know, at eight years old, and then at 15, they have this meaningful encounter with Christ. Right. And they go, wait a minute, I really didn't get what I was doing when I was eight. It's like, no, you did, because I was there. (laughs) We actually have a process where we have folks talk to them to make sure, do you understand what this means? That encounter is meaningful, but baptism in many ways is the starting place. You don't want to go back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What... Jesus is doing is he's driving you deeper. That's right. So Definitely. how do you embrace that? Like baptism isn't the solution. Right. It's yeah. knowing God's word. It's praying. It's getting to know him more. That's, yeah. I think that can get confusing for people who feel like, I don't think I did it right, so I need to be baptized again. Yeah. I'm going to do an amateur attempt at some brain science here. It's wanting that dopamine Right. You know, fix yeah. to go, hey, that was such a mountain high moment. It's why right. we always want to go back to summer camp. Right. Be like, if I could just have the faith I had right. when I was at summer camp. No, that's just the catalyst yep. that gets your faith growing yep. and you fuel it with those things that you're and talking about. And you're going to have, mm-hmm. hopefully, have a lot of those in your life yep. where you have these moments yep. that you just go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So, Jenny, you, you do such a wonderful job <clears throat> partnering with families and supporting parents and helping them be the spiritual leaders of their family and navigating those difficult conversations around these mysterious sacraments, practices of the church that we recognize. Mm -hmm. So how do parents know if their child is ready for baptism? You alluded to it a little bit, but how do you navigate that conversation? I think, like I said earlier, the first thing you need to ensure is, have they made a profession of faith to you? Like point them back to... You know, I think sometimes as adults, we think you have to have some movie moment conversion, like, you know, 
Saul on the road to Damascus yeah. where I've made this dramatic turn in my life. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's as simple as just saying yes to Jesus and helping mm-hmm. kids articulate that. Mm-hmm. I think the pressure, if we take a couple steps back for parents, is when they see other kids getting baptized, they might be, oh, wait, I better be doing that. Yeah. Yep. Your job as a parent is just to keep putting things in front of them, bring them to church, show them God's word, teach yep. them. But it's the work of the Holy Spirit to bring somebody to Christ. Right. We can be faithful to talk about it, but at the end of the day, it's between a person and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And take that pressure off of yourself, but have conversations with your kids. And we have a guide, if we do have a parent yep. that comes mm-hmm. and says, I think they wanna be baptized, mm-hmm. it's very simple questions to ask them. Yep. Like, tell me about that conversion experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do we call and, the ABCs? Is that right? Is a that little coming? bit. Like, yep. did you admit that you're a sinner? Yep. Do you believe that Jesus died for you? And do you? And there's two ways you can confess or choose. Yep. But you, mm-hmm. Both are great. Right. Um, <laughs> actually, you need both. You need to confess, yep. but you also need to choose. That's right. the one that I always say is the hardest to choose to follow Jesus because that's the forward motion. Yep. Mm-hmm. But making sure that kids are actually doing that. Can they articulate yeah. that? And once they know that, I've, that's great. I've had parents come back going, we're going we're gonna to pause. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're saying they love Jesus and they're following him, that's great. Yeah. Let's celebrate that. Um, mm-hmm. Baptism is not about a checkbox that that's something we do and we right. move on. It does need to be an important, meaningful moment mm-hmm. that you do hopefully mm-hmm. just once. Yeah. Are there any specific illustrations or examples that parents could use in helping them work through those conversations? Yeah. So... Um, some of us in our baptism celebrations have a video that we showed it is a very simple thing that uh, talks through what is it what does baptism look like and one of the ones I like is the the illustration of a wedding ring so you guys have wedding rings Mm -hmm. if you take your rings off Mm -hmm. does that mean you're not married to your spouses anymore right no, that mm-hmm. is a symbol that you belong to Abby, that mm-hmm. you belong to Hadley, that mm-hmm. you guys are devoted and in covenant with one another. Yep. Um, that covenant with one another is really on the inside. Right. Yeah. This is just the exterior thing. Yep, in baptism, it is that one time going underwater and coming out, that's just saying to the world something has changed, but what's really going on is on the inside. Mm-hmm. And kids are really black and white, you know, when you say, have you asked Jesus in your heart? We actually try not to say that anymore because you would see kids yeah. being like, I think he's in there, yeah. you know, kind of touching their heart, you know. Uh-huh. Is he because, really tiny? Yeah, it's like, wow, is there a door? Like, how did he get in? Do I have, is there a scar? Did he go down my throat? And we realize, like, it's really yeah. abstract. Like, to us, you know, yeah. the, the scripture you were saying, you know, we always talk about hiding God's word in your heart and just that, you know, Jesus is in our heart, but we ask kids, do you want to follow Jesus yeah. and making it more practical? And I'll tell you what, when we've, since we've changed that vernacular, yeah. we have a lot more kids responding because mm-hmm. it's like the light bulb has gone off and they're like, uh, yeah, I yeah. really do. Yeah. So having those conversations with your kids and trying to speak their language is really the best way yeah. to yeah, find the, out. The idea here is Baptism identifies us with Christ, but love is actually what exemplifies Christ 
in us to the world. Mm -hmm. That's what the scriptures teach us. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say, okay, if you're out in public, set up a little pool, baptize yourself. And so the world knows that you're a Christian. No, it's love that does that. So when you are a good neighbor, when you are sacrificial, when you are kind, when you are generous, those are examples that you can tell your kid, oh, I can see the witness, Mm -hmm. the proclamation of your baptism, the way you're loving. That's the sign Mm -hmm. of it, um, of Christ in us Mm -hmm. there. So once someone is baptized, how can parents encourage their children to grow in their faith? And we've talked about this a little bit, um, but where should we start with that? And I know we use some resources, and maybe we can kind of jump off in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, you know, one of the most important thing as a parent is for your faith to be visible mm-hmm. to your yeah. kids. Yeah. You know, we always say faith is caught, not taught. Now, yes, you do need to teach them to a degree, but... You know, our philosophy in family ministry is we want to see kids, students, and families make Jesus the priority of their lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a priority, the priority. Yep. So I would beg to ask the parent the question, how are you making that the priority? Or how are you showing them as a family, this is how we love God and worship him. Mm-hmm. But then individually, are they seeing you spend that time with him? Um, when things are hard in your family, do you stop and pray and talk about it? And, you know, ask God for wisdom, ask Jesus to help, but making that part of the everyday fabric of your family, not just Sunday, we go to church, kids go to their life groups, we go to worship, everything's great, we come back, we talk about it on the way home, and then we don't talk about it again until next Sunday. We would like to see it every week. Mm -hmm. So finding devotionals for your family, finding a Bible that's uh, fit for the age your child is. If you have a uh, it has its place, but if you have a dusty King James version, <laughs> that that's your that's your mojo. Uh-huh. Knock yourself out, you know yep. that's awesome. Yep. But there are some great uh, the preschool the preschoolers Bible is what we use in our life groups mm-hmm. uh, for preschool. The Jesus Storybook Bible is amazing. The read aloud Bible mm-hmm. stories. Yep. I know Abby is a big fan of those, yep. and she turned me onto that. Mm-hmm. There are some really good ones for kids. Uh, you want them to get the concepts and understand that there is a God that loves them and wants to be friends with them and give them the bigger concepts and the more uh, structured word of God as they get older, Mm -hmm. you know, don't, you wouldn't feed them a baby solid food right away. You got to kind of ease them into it. Yeah. The whole idea is you want your kids to catch you mm-hmm. making Jesus the priority of your life. And yep. and that could be let them catch you reading the Bible, yep. praying about a difficult situation, mm-hmm. serving somebody, showing off in front of your kids, right? So that they can see your faith yep. inside of you yep. in that way. Kind and of thing. sometimes that's asking for mm-hmm. forgiveness too. Oh, that's, like yes, when you mess yep. up, mm-hmm. you know, be honest when you mess up and go, you know what, that was, I'm really sorry I did that. Yep. And, you know, can you forgive me? Yep. Because I think they need to see you being humble in that. Because mm-hmm. that is hard. Because yep. sometimes as faith. a parent, you just want to go, because I said so. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So how about you? Mm-hmm. Did you add anything onto that? Jenny covered yeah, it pretty well. No, she did. She did. She did a good job. And I was just a couple of thoughts playing yeah. off of it would be don't like showing off in front of your kids. You don't do that naturally yeah. with adults because you feel like that's not yeah. appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with kids, especially your own kids, I mean, that's that mm-hmm. should be uh, encouraged more because it's not, obviously, you're not doing it from a prideful yeah, place. You're doing it from a place where you're setting an example. Yeah. 
So that they need was, to see something. Like, yeah. what does this look like to follow Jesus? I yeah. need an example. I, you know, I'm not going to go bust into all my meetings and be like, <laughs> Heavenly Father, let, like, let us pray. Like, I'm just, he's going to come off too strong, right? But like, with the kids, some yep. of that charisma yeah. can go a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and, and just trying to lean into... Well, one of the things that yeah. like my kids keep me in check, we try to pray before we travel. One, yeah. because I don't trust my van to be reliable to get us where we need to go. So yeah. I'm like, Lord, cover this. Uh, get us there on uh-huh. faith and grace. But when we don't do that, my kids will yell from the back seat, like, are we going to pray before we leave? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me pull off his shoulder. We will make sure we get there, Dad. Yeah. That's important. But that sort of practice, yeah. they've seen, okay, mom and dad do this, and now they haven't done this. And so there was, you know, them picking up on that. And what I love about that is it's not always this formal yeah. prayer. Mm-hmm. Right. I think for them to see it more casually mm-hmm. uh, and just conversationally almost, yeah. like, you know, just the, the, the name of Jesus on your lips and a normal mm-hmm. co- conversation with your, right. your wife, even them overhearing that, yeah. um, or, you know, just different settings where it can be more conversational. I love, you, you said it briefly, but I think it's worth emphasizing serving. Mm-hmm. And, and making explicit, hey, we're gonna we're gonna cook um, banana bread for our neighbors just because Jesus calls us to love our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Like some very simple ways that yeah. you could just demonstrate. It's not just about reading your Bible every day. That's important, mm-hmm. but loving others in tangible ways. Yeah, that I can just that will resonate with them for a long time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think baptism is kind of the predominant practice. We're aware of baptism as a practice. I think one of the things that often goes unnoticed is that we also practice child dedication uh, Mm -hmm. at Forest Hill. And Gentry, I've been to a couple of your child dedication services that you've been a part of at Ballantyne, and I would just love uh, for you to help our listeners understand how we view child dedication at Forest Hill and how it is different from other religious child ceremonies that another denomination or religious affiliation may practice. Yeah. Uh, so w- what I see child dedication is is this opportunity to gather, and you know the Bible calls us to pass on our faith to the next generation. Yep. And to be diligent about that, to be faithful in doing that. And so a child dedication ceremony is a, is a set time and place where you are making a commitment as a church family, uh, as a uh, family of that child, but right. it's, and then specifically as parents of that child to be committed to raising them in the knowledge of the Lord, to raising them in the knowledge of the gospel. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a dedication of the child, but it's also a dedication of you as a parent to mm-hmm. your commitment to raising them that way. Yeah. And that's um, just as you dedicate, like the marriage example again comes into play because that's a moment where you're saying, I'm, I'm committed, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And as parents, we should do that, but there's something that changes when you formally do that. Mm-hmm. When you say, you know what, I said it, mm-hmm. I prayed about it, I mm-hmm. stood before my church community and said I was gonna do this, and so I'm committed to doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the church community um, echoes that. They mm-hmm. say, we're committed too. You're not alone. Right. You know, we believe here at Forest Hill, it's a community experience. You know, you don't raise your children in isolation, but you partner, you, you widen the circle, we've said, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's about experiencing that by inviting others to be a part of that um, kind of launching off into parenting. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it is also dedicating the child to the Lord in the sense that we are praying for God's blessing over that child's life. Yeah. 
we already know that God loves every child, mm-hmm. um, but we are praying in alignment with his heart and his love for them, for his blessings to be poured out on them yeah. every day of their life. We know he wants to already, mm-hmm. but God calls us to pray. Yeah. And so we're aligning ourselves with what God's heart is, and we know that God uses that right. in some powerful ways. Yeah. So um, that's, that's kind of what I see a child dedication yeah, it's as. the practice yeah. is God has given us this gift. Every child is a gift from the Lord, mm-hmm. and we offer our child to God. Yeah. You know, we want to be faithful as parents to raise our children in the way of Christ, um, but is ultimately belongs to God. So our possession, we're not controlling in this way. So dedication is a, a formal practice of saying, mm-hmm. God, uh, parenting can be stressful mm-hmm. and cause a lot of anxiety, but I trust you with my child. Help me to be faithful to raise them. Yeah, yeah, in that way. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I know you're, the second part of that question was kind of, how does that differ yeah. from other things? And um you know, I think going back to baptism for a moment, right. we believe that salvation is an individual's decision mm-hmm. to follow Christ. So it doesn't, it's the, the child dedication, you're not making that decision for them. Yeah. We still anticipate that they have to make that decision for themselves mm-hmm. someday. Yeah. You're going to do everything you can. Yeah. We know God's going to do everything he can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're praying for that. And that's the posture we should all take. Mm-hmm. And that, that's all that God would ask for us to be faithful in. Right. But then we'll wait and see um, what that child and mm-hmm. prayerfully mm-hmm. believe that they will become a part of God's family yeah. one day. Right. It's ultimately up to God, kind of what yeah. you said, that God transforms lives. It's yeah. not the right. sacrament or the spiritual practice right. yeah. that does it. Yeah. So, Jenny, what's your favorite aspect of child dedication? I think I really like the intentionality because I always say, you know, we're starting the trajectory mm-hmm. of your kid's life. Yeah. Um, that you as a parent, you're going to do whatever you can to just put things in front of your kid that hopefully they will catch Mm -hmm. um, and pique their interest and learn more about Jesus and, you know, hopefully come to that place at some point um, in their life and that every parent will get to see that moment too Mm -hmm. where that child makes that individual decision uh, to make Jesus the priority of their life. Um, A cool story around dedication was when I was at Valentine and we had done some dedications uh, I don't remember every kid that ever comes through, but mm-hmm. when we would get to Camp Rock, you'd start to see names on the list. And I'm, I would always be like, how are these kids old enough to even be coming to <laughs> yeah. camp? Because they were yep. just little babies. Wow. Mm-hmm. And last year, um, last summer, I had the opportunity to present the gospel at camp. And I said, you know, if you want to follow Jesus and pray with me, come up on the stage and these kids came up on the stage, and I look right next to me, and it's one of the kids from Valentine that was a baby that oh, I was that's part amazing. of the dedication. Wow. And I almost burst into yeah. tears. I was yeah. like, the kids are going to be like, what? She's broken. What's wrong with her? But that's such a gift yeah. for you know for me. And I haven't, I barely even know her, but I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, to be there that day to say we feel like this is so important that we are expectantly praying for that day Mm -hmm. and please be sooner than later for you know just for the hope of the gospel but to actually see it is amazing you know so that's that's cool cool. when you can what it must be for the parent when that is like today is the day and here we are it's really neat you know it's also a worship service yeah Mm -hmm. you know i think that Mm -hmm. we want to do everything we can to worship christ every single day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that 
child dedication is a worship service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're worshiping him with, by the expressions of our yeah. faith, mm-hmm. the postures yeah. that we're demonstrating that day. It, and so in a way, that dedication is just a pleasing offering yeah. to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's really good. Well, yeah. Well, and one of the things we do, I'm, I think we do this at most of our campuses where some of it is visible within the celebration and some of it is done behind the scenes. But every parent's given them a jar of marbles, and mm-hmm. there's one marble for one month of a child's life with this yeah. idea that this is how much time you have until theoretically they leave your house mm-hmm. unless they move in your basement and never leave. No. It's very but possible. It's very possible. There's some of you probably going, I got three of those in my house right now. But it's that's the intentionality of saying every month take the marble out yeah. and move it to the empty jar and you'll see how much time has passed versus how much time is uh left yeah so you'll be intentional about that time because you do lose sight mm-hmm. when you are gentry and i were talking about his two-year-olds and when they were little and they weren't sleeping you're mm-hmm. so yeah. you're a blithering idiot because you <laughs> have no sleep and you don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing and you're like please can we get through this mm-hmm. to the next phase but then there's another bump in the next phase and You'll miss it, you know, yeah. if if you keep looking too far down the road. So I ha- I think it helps keep you mm-hmm. centered on where God wants you to be. This is how much time I've given you. So don't miss those opportunities. Yeah. Every moment is an opportunity. And right. you know what? You're going to fail. Parents, forgive yourself. Brush yourself off. Mm-hmm. Get up. Keep moving. But just be intentional. Yeah. That's really good. Well, that's a good place to kind of wrap this up is what can parents expect mm-hmm. through child dedication and being a part of that yeah so every campus is a little bit different and some have more demand for dedications than others so what i would first tell you is if you're pregnant find your family ministry people and get on a list because Mm -hmm. sometimes you do have to wait a while if you're one who really wants your baby baptized or excuse me dedicated i just said it didn't i (laughs) dedicated when they're (laughs) under 10 weeks you know uh it just depends on the frequency of the campus but if you go to the fhcfamily.com website Mm -hmm. um there is a next step uh place you click and there's uh dedication and baptism that's right where when you click then you can choose your campus and it will send an email to the appropriate person and that person will get back in touch with you with the details so even if you've seen it at ballantyne or south park or fort miller waxhaw or wherever um we all do them a little bit differently some are more visible than others uh, and our processes are a little different from one another but the end result that's right. It's the same. Yeah. So you can find out information about both of those, child dedication mm-hmm. and baptism, on the mm-hmm. family ministry website. Like Jenny yeah. said, it's fhcfamily.com. So, mm-hmm. But you also can ask any of the family yeah. ministry staff or any of our campus pastors. A lot of them are yeah. involved in that as well. And here's one question I get a lot is, how old is too old for dedication? Yeah. We will dedicate kids up to the age of seven. Yeah. And then when it comes to baptism, we want kids to be third grade or older and the reason we have folks wait it's a level of understanding Mm -hmm. for a child and sometimes even third grade is too young Mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm in the camp of don't rush it just to say you did it yeah let's do it when it's right and when they really do understand it but the earliest we'll baptize is third grade yeah and that's a good piece to emphasize is that we interview everybody Mm -hmm. who is interested in being baptized and have those conversations and that's a a way to partner with families to go hey they're on the right track continue to encourage their faith and they will be ready um, for that 
moment when the time comes. Well, thank you all for being on the podcast and talking through these very worshipful aspects of life and faith at Forest Hill Church and the many, many families that have been impacted by both of these. So thank you for listening in. We would love for you to share or subscribe to the podcast and tell other people about it. If it was beneficial to you and helpful to others, pass it on. Let me say a prayer to wrap this up. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time and we worship Jesus who you sent to earth uh, to live the life that we couldn't because of our sin, to die the death that we deserved, and to defeat death through resurrection to give us this new, abundant, spirit-filled life that we celebrate through baptism, that we look towards through child dedication. So thank you for the families, a part of our church, and we pray for their kids that they're raising up in the way of Jesus Christ to follow him for that day when they give their lives to following him, to be baptized, and to go on living their lives uh, to glorify you, to love others, and one day, if they have a family, to raise them in the same way. So thank you for this time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Parent on parents, you got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest you, visit foresthill.org.